Hello again. Welcome to another VW podcast. This is our Silicon Valley review. Today we are talking about season five, episode five, facial recognition. I'm Kevin. I'm Aaron. Here with me as always is Aaron. Hey. Thanks for jumping in, Aaron. Uh, so let's jump right into the episode. As I mentioned, the title is Facial Recognition. The show notes say, Richard's confidence takes a hit. Guilfoyle worries about an artificial intelligence partner. Gavin questions his future beyond Hooli. All right, Aaron. So let's talk about this episode. First of all, from a legal standpoint, I don't know that there's a whole lot there. No. Really didn't catch much. Overall impressions on the episode. Let's hear your thoughts first. Sure. Because I feel like you have some pretty hot sports opinions. I like it less than I've liked any other episode this season. And that's hard to do. Yeah. This whole notion of the guy falling in love with his AI girl seems so banal or so lazy. Yeah. It seems so incredibly lazy that this is the best thing they can come up with. That this creepy guy who everyone, if you were to put 10 characters on the screen and say, which one of these guys is going to fall in love with the AI? Right. That's the one they would have picked. It would have been way more interesting if it were Guilfoyle. Yeah. It would have been funny if it were Dinesh. It just seems so boring. And I know that these sorts of themes play out. I mean, you hear about what happens in Japan, right? Right. right. Like, like this is a thing. People that live at home and they live in a basement, they fall in love with their computer, they marry their computers and stuff. So I don't doubt that this stuff exists. Well, I read about that stuff on Reddit. So it's true. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything on Reddit is true. But that this was an actual plot line. And then the way Richard uncovers it, he's a sleuth all of a sudden. Right. And this is exactly what I've been talking about in previous episodes where you have Richard as this like sort of bumbling, really a nervous, anxious person. But now all of a sudden he has this like huge surge of confidence and he's like being this detective and he's calling out that guy. And you're like, what? Yeah. And he calls all his partners to a meeting because he's so certain to call him out. Right. All right, let's go through the show linear in a linear fashion and get okay. there. So it starts off and we're doing the Bloomberg interview with Emily Chang. Awesome that she's participating, yeah. right? I mean, she, a couple of seasons ago, she had that interview with Jin Yang. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. So good to see her on there again. Neat because I do think most startups, Bloomberg is like the primary news source, right. or a primary news source. Yeah. I can tell you, we run it yeah. nonstop here and there's a lot of uh, relevant content on there. So Jared just kills it. And they did a good job setting that up because he has his one word, which is manure, and then the screen cuts, right? The shot cuts. So you wonder if he had screwed something up or he became nervous. But then he gives this great analogy about they don't have to worry about that because this is cars came in and took care of the manure problem and now the new internet. So I really like that. Richard is getting jealous, I think, of Jared's. Which I would feel like somebody with Richard's personality would not be jealous of it would right would love having somebody else take the spot or help out he yeah. doesn't want to be in it i agree with that part but jared was killing it jared's yeah. great so then they go and they meet with bream hall bream hall's forcing them to get paired with this echo labs did you catch how much they said bream hall invested 112 million 112 million dollars so let's talk about bream hall's first fund right, right? yeah <laughs> because they were with the other guys mm-hmm. previously and so this is their first fund, and they invested ten to fifteen in Piper, Pied Piper mm-hmm. which is a pretty nice size A round, yeah. right? And that's 
if you have a new fund that's a hundred to two hundred million, you're going to make ten to fifteen million dollar investments. So if they invested one hundred twelve million dollars, one either their fund is north of a billion dollars, which would still be absurd because that means you're investing te- more than ten percent right. at a billion into one, which you just never see. That that's an absurd amount. Or two, they are investing a way disproportionate amount of their fund into one company. Do we think that maybe in between seasons they have maybe the the thought is they have raised other funds they've fully deployed the first fund and now possibly on, yeah but you're right i mean the 112 million dollars out of a single fund seems outrageous i'd have to take a look but you're talking about your Greylocks or your benchmarks or your anderson horitz's that's who raised billion two billion dollar funds right. right and it's all institutional investors and right. things like that i don't know that bream hall can come out of the gate and i I feel like there should be should have been more play. But what I don't want startups to think is that there's just free money running around. Right. Because if you raise $112 million, you're going to have a lot more than one little office space with 30 people working in there. And I hope they have... It doesn't cost $112 million to put Fiona together. So that was, an, uh, that was a silly number. They could have probably said $30 million. And I think it would have had the same effect on the audience without being so unbelievable from our standpoint. Right. Okay, so they've got Echo Labs, and then they were supposed to do this edutainment web series with Adrian Grenier. Is that yes, how you say it? It is. So he's doing an edutainment web series, which I think is funny. Then I thought that they were going to actually have him on the show. I did. Could have been interesting. Yeah. Guilfoyle seems to have a crush on Adrian Grenier. I mean, who doesn't? Never shows up. So I don't know no. if he's maybe showing up later. That'd be nice. I mean, got the HBO tie in there with the uh, Entourage. The show needs something. I don't know how many episodes are left in this season. We can look it up. Probably no more than three, maybe five or eight to 10 total. But they're going to have to do something to pick up this show. So moving on forward, moving on. They're going to do an edutainment web series. Uh, that's just the premise for which they are coming into film, right? right? And Jared is going to use Richard's office. Interesting that Richard has an office. I mean, interesting, but then at the same time, he has an office that has all glass walls. Yes, yeah, true. So. But I'm just saying, typically, from what we see anyway, and you and I have been out to Silicon Valley, have toured right. other spaces or clients of ours, usually you don't have anyone with an office. I would imagine the higher-ups. I think as you get deeper, Eclo having $112 million, you know, I think once you start raising the right. industry execs yeah. and the, the adults, but yeah, you're right. It, it's all glass anyway. So Jared's going to do the show from in there. Then we have a, repeat, uh, a return of Denpak, right? Which I like. Did you catch what he was doing? His yeah, job was? He was a realtor. <laughs> he was out there hosting an open house. <laughs> he was asking someone to sign in. He yeah. asked uh, Hoover to sign in. Right. That, that was hilarious. Now, weren't you a realtor at one I point was. in time? Yeah. Did you ever a hot year. Did you ever host any open houses? Yeah. Yeah? How yeah. did they go? Oh, fine. I was not the warm and inviting open house host that will like bake cookies. Mm-hmm. and So, Denpak is back. And I think Denpak... He sees this as an opportunity to get back in with Gavin. Yeah. The way this episode played out, I don't know how much he really cares about getting back in with Gavin as much as just having a cush job. Right. With with, with good corporate uh, restaurants. Yeah. Good corporate catering, as he mentioned. So Hoover is flipping out because Gavin has said that he doesn't even want to compete anymore. Right. So we didn't even get to really see that part of it. Right. Hoover it, just related to us. Well, we saw Gavin out of the blue just give up, which right. was really, I mean, that could have used a smoother transition right. rather than just like an abrupt, oh, I don't know, you know, what am I doing with my life, basically? And then he flip-flopped right back right. to where he was the previous episode. Again, the, the writing just seemed lazy and now disjointed. Right. 
what was going on over there? Anyway, so Denpak goes and tells Hoover that he needs mint ice cream. Is there a mint ice cream trigger that we're missing? I don't think. I mean, I think there was that whole basically Hoover related to Denpak that Gavin had mentioned wanting to open up an ice cream shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he used that as a trigger because it was another startup. And then Denpak said that Gavin wanted to open that ice cream shop in Half Moon Bay. And then Hoover shows up with that ice cream and it's from the creamery that already opened in yeah, Half Moon Bay. That Who was it? Was it Bezo, Jeff Bezos? Bezos. Bezos yes, you're right. Owned? Bezos owned that creamery. Yeah. Right. So uh, it was convoluted. So, but, but Denpak, I guess, was doing some real deep manipulation, right? right? Yeah. He was manip- Hoover really easy to go fetch things and then pulling out triggers that would frustrate. So maybe that was the genius of Denpak was to get snap Gavin back into old Gavin. Right. So anyway, so Gavin now becomes and they unleash the uh, the box three or unveil it. And this was the first time that anyone really made mention about the signature. Right. Right. Denpak had to do it. But Hoover said what everyone else knows is, yeah, yeah. We've, we've seen that. Then back at Pied Piper, they're getting ready for their interview, and Jared decides to go get his lips injected. He looks goofy. Ridiculous, but he already looks goofy now, which is kind of part of his charm. Again, just a silly plot twist. It just doesn't seem to me that Jared, all of a sudden, he's really worried about the way he looks. Right. He's been so straight and narrow, and he's just business-focused and doing what he thinks is best for the company, and now he's going to have this speaking circuit looks like he's going the speaking circuit on behalf of the company then he does something silly so they pull him out it just was a really lazy way to get richard back in front of the cameras yeah going back to the robot girl i thought it would have been much funnier if if jared had the relationship with the robot that seems much more, more believable yeah to me. yeah i agree and that would be more interesting because he's a He's a recurring character versus this Ariel guy. Yeah. Odd name. Right. Ariel guy who they're just going to, he's good. He's done, right? He's off the show now because he fell in love with his uh, robot, Fiona. So I guess the overarching theme was that don't commit sexual harassment against a robot. Yeah. Is this the way the show is handling the Me Too? That's what I thought about too, which seems seems so uh, moronic, even patronizing right like or maybe I, maybe they're trying to tie into westworld maybe, I, well, maybe, maybe that's what this is well look we are so close to the me too movement and it is so important right now that the show has to address it right right be in silicon valley everything that's going on and then this is the way that they breach it like i thought it would have been a really serious theme right or if they're going to make light of it it would have been in a way that was so comical so bizarre that everyone would have known it's just a joke right I don't see how this episode really fits in with every right. every other episode. but So let's try and just understand where we are. Pied Piper looks to be at least somewhat launched, right? They have the yeah, but Octo then, Pipers but on then it. Then they lost all that data. They lost work. a bunch of data. Gavin Belson is releasing the Box 3, which is somehow a competitor to Pied Piper. I guess in the sense that the box three is a server and the point of Pied Piper is to sort of eliminate the need for servers. So if we're really reaching, yes, right? You're right. Box three is an anchor. Right. And Pied Piper is trying to just completely release everyone from those anchors. But it doesn't seem like they're really competing. And then that Gavin would look at Richard as a competitor or as an equal is just baffling to me. Which, I mean, I sort of get if you're 
the CEO of some big, massive company and there's this hot new startup that arguably is threatening your bread and butter, then yeah, okay, maybe maybe you can be jealous or worried about the competition. But honestly, I don't I don't view Hooli and Pied Piper as competitors. I much prefer the Jack Mark Barker, Gavin Belson right. Right, duel yeah. than, than this one. So that's all we really know about Hooli. Uh, Jin Yang gone from this episode. I'm wondering if maybe he's getting his own show or he's doing something else. Right. Not a show on HBO, but something else somewhere else. TJ Miller is just going to be gone. They might just never yeah. reference him again. Right. Even more confusing about the whole Me Too movement because if they want to distance themselves from from TJ Miller, then come up and use this as an opportunity to make a stance. Right. Right. Like if Richard's going to stand up for someone, how about standing up for an actual woman? Right. Not some robot. Yeah. Very confused. And then the spy is just gone. The mole. There's so many loose ends hanging that yeah. need to be tied up. But and I don't even know if I really care about those being tied up. I'm just ready for like a real plot to right. emerge. Like I want to know: is this business going to be successful? Right. Let's right. try and draw in some revenues, or let's get someone else of note on the system and have them use it. Right. Or let's just see more attorneys. More Ron LaFlam. Yeah. Remember the good old days when they had a fake app on the show and then they really released the real app? Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Those were the good old days. Hot dog, not hot that's dog. That's right. <laughs> of Silicon Valley. So that's it. That's all I got on this one. Aaron, yeah. anything else? Nothing. All right. Well, we're going to keep doing these because we enjoy doing them and we do appreciate the feedback. We've heard from multiple people over the last couple of weeks who have said that they are listening and enjoy listening to these. So that wraps up our Silicon Valley review for season five, episode five. Stay tuned next week for a very big announcement. We will have big news coming up next week. Uh, we'll just tease that. Questions or comments, email us at podcast at VelaWoodLaw.com. Show notes are available on our blog, VelaWoodLaw.com, or via the link in the iTunes episode description. We have multiple iTunes series, so please check them out. And finally, most importantly, critically, remember, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. This is the Silicon Valley Review. Five stars only. Thank you. The Velawood podcasts are recorded in our Dallas office in Mockingbird Station. You can find all of our podcasts, including Office Hours, Three Things, and Silicon Valley Review on the iTunes Store. For questions, comments, or suggestions, email us at podcasts at